So what are we gonna do? Let's drink. And hope we can find a better way. Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I talk about every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, and we're back with season 12. Having a good time. Uh, it's been long enough since we recorded. We got a little bit ahead of there for a while that I don't remember if we liked the last couple of episodes, but I like this one, Chris. This is really good. Yeah. This is a fun one. The boys just got out of prison, so yeah. we needed a fun one. We needed we needed something a little lighter, like Castiel killing a baby <laughs> in 1901. Yeah. We needed the to slump. really lighten the room up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was in the past. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm ready, uh, I'm ready to talk about this episode. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, before we get to the episode, I just want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. They donate a few bucks per month and get all kinds of cool benefits. You can jump into our Discord server. Uh, most recently happening thing there was us all watching the Merlin finale together, <laughs> which was super fun. Um, all kinds of cool conversations happening there. But uh, Chris and I have been going through and recording commentary for early episodes of Supernatural, creating a timeline of episodes that you should listen to in order to get these in-jokes that are it's just going to be more convoluted than the MCU. It's going to be very complicated, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Time travel is involved. Um, but if you want to access those, patreon.com slash sponsor of the week, uh, hit play on your podcast app, wait for us to hit play on Netflix, and then you can just listen to us talk about the episodes. I guess it's a reaction thing or a riff tracks. Yeah. It's um, a riff track. It's a commentary track. It's different than just like, I guess you, you can't certainly just listen to it while you're at work or driving or whatever. <laughs> um, but it is created with the purpose of you put on episode one and we will talk about episode one. You hit play at the same time. Let it go. Um, and it'll all line up and, and hopefully, you know, you feel like you're, you're watching Supernatural with us. I have a uh, like a warning system built set up so that when I export episodes to uh, upload them to our podcast hosting service, it warns me if there's lengthy silences because, you know, I don't want to leave like a two minute gap in by accident or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I exported that episode, it came up with a fucking <laughs> like 87 <laughs> long point list of because we're pausing, actually watching the show during it, which is something that we don't do during like a normal Monster of the Week podcast. Like we don't really yeah. we're not just going to sit here for like 30 seconds and watch our computer screens because we're not looking at the same thing. So um, I guess you could listen to it by itself, but it's really meant for like actually watching with the episode. We've had a lot of positive feedback from that. So thank you very, very much. We, we much appreciate it. 
by the time you're listening to this, another episode will have been out. So we'll have episode two. Wendigos. Woo. And lots of lots of bathroom humor. Lots <laughs> so, of bathroom. Lots humor. of bathroom you know humor. Hey, you know, it's it's relatively clean considering where we've usually, you know, we've gone to in the past. Honestly, if you think about it, it's the cleanest bathroom humor. It's the cleanest. It's, it's the, the cleanest cl- you could get. <laughs> uh Chris, catch us up on season twelve, my man. All right. Last time on Supernatural, did Sam and Dean Winchester get arrested by the Secret Service and held prisoners for months on end? Uh, Were they really given electric razors? Did Sam Sensei really wear a trucker hat? And most importantly, did they really manage to escape government black site with the help of the British men of letters? The answer to all these questions, Jeremy, is yes. But if that weren't enough, Dean made a deal to help them escape with Billy the Reaper. When it came time to pay up, Castiel took matters into his own hands killing Billy and setting them all on a new course, probably headed towards trouble. I love it. What was that? Just got a text. What am I? What is that? What was that noise? That was a text tone in 2020. Not having my phone on vibrate. My apologies. That's probably not going to make my noise filters. So I'm just going to have to put in a giant part in the middle of that and be like, Chris, what are you doing? Oh, no, no, dude, that's my text text message. Yeah, it just just sounds like a giant part. Um, we are covering season 12, episode 10. Lily Sunder has some regrets, regrets, regrets. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Got something written by Steve Yaki, directed by Thomas Wright. This aired on February 2nd, 2017 angels among us. Lily Sunder steeps herself in black magic. Oh, that's not true. Honing her powers for over a century. Not true. Waiting to exact revenge on a band of angels that murdered her family. (laughs) Sam and Dean uh, must work quickly to stop Castiel from becoming her next victim. Um, Most of that is kind of true. And on the the money. Um, We talked about liking this episode. I, you know, we're obviously like dealing with this because we have a Nephilim that we're going to have to deal with in the future. So it's good that we need to like set up because we were just introduced this concept in the supernatural lore, uh, we need to like make sure that that concept is as terrifying as, as, as they need it to be for us. Mm-hmm. So this episode, like the crux of this episode being like, we got to go kill this Nephilim because it's crazy bad, like makes us think, okay, oh shit, we're going to have to kill the Nephilim like the, you know, that Lucifer had. Um, yeah. But I think like the, that's obviously like the, the, the whole thing. But also like this revenge plot and like the boys just being able to kind of, especially Sam getting to be able to talk just a little bit like casually about revenge. Like, hey, I know I've been there is really yeah. solid. And it's good stuff. Uh, I didn't expect this episode to be as grounded as it ended up being. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially because I had read the description and saw like black magic stuff. So I was expecting a lot of witch bullshit. I was expecting a lot of curses and hex bags and for Dean to say the word bitch like 45 times. And none of that is actually in here. Um, and I, I actually think that like Lily Sunder was pretty well realized as a character. Um, her, her husband has some unfortunate facial hair, but we'll get there in a minute. He's got a whole, yeah. I was like, do I look like that? Do I need to shave my head tonight? <laughs> do I, do, do I like, do I look like what if Jesus was a bass player? Cause I need to get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. Cause my hair is almost as long as that guy's and it was like looking in a dark mirror. I did not like it. Do you think any bass players listen to this podcast anymore? Now that I've just continually insulted them over and <laughs> over again. It's never been easy for them. You know, bass, pa- bass players don't have it easy though. Well, that's actually not true because they play bass. It's the easiest. It's the easy instrument. Like yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> <clears throat> anyway um so we start out in a barcade uh where someone 
who is very obvious to me. Like this is definitely like a, an angel type situation. Um, oh, I thought this is obviously a gamer. Okay. Sorry. Excuse me. Uh, she's playing <laughs> rampage. Are you a rampage fan? Mm-hmm. Chris? I love this shit. Uh, I, I liked the rampage when I was a kid. I mean, that's about as far as that goes. Yeah. This was one of the Nintendo games that I own. So like, this is the one that we played hours and hours and hours of, cause mm-hmm. I just couldn't get enough of hitting, eating those people. You would steal the people out yeah, of the building. You gotta and just eat those people. Crunch, Don't crunch, get crunch. Hit by helicopters, man. Um, so this is Benjamin, who is an angel gamer. Uh, the bartender is asking her to go, like, get the fuck out. We got to close. And she's, she's concentrated only on the gamer grail, the high score. That's all she cares yeah. about. Uh, but a redheaded woman with an eye patch, who we will eventually know as Lily Sunder, who I named the woman with the eye patch throughout my notes. But just to save I us some time. I called her Nadine. Because Nadine, Nadine, of course. Peaks, yeah, but, of course. I love it. Uh, also, uh, the bartender's wearing a shirt that says, video games ruined my life which is obviously um, a terrible shirt, but very accurate. Sure, yeah. You think you would be better off without video games in your life? I can only imagine. Like, really? Like, I'm trying to (laughs) think. I had a different, any different hobby. I mean, unless it was like I got into drugs. You know, then, because, you know, when using video games as a coping mechanism is often safer than uh, illicit substances. Mm-hmm. And I'm an impressionable uh, young man, sure. you know? I have an addictive personality, so better that it be uh, video games than anything else. But I think, I think, um, I'm just going to say that I'd be better without them. Nowadays, like, I'm, I'm at that weird point in my life where, like, I don't want to change. Like, I'm so happy with my life that I, I don't want to change a single thing about my past that may have led oh, me sure. here. So, like, sure, 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 even sure. my mistakes and the things that I feel bad about, um, such as, like, I don't know, playing Rampage for 80 hours when I was seven years mm-hmm. old. Like, that stuff, like, I'm like, well, that led me to meet Autumn. <laughs> that led me to meet, like, That's play true. Dark Souls That's and true. meet Chris and Gary and do podcasts and all this other stuff. So I get, like, real caught up in the fate thing. Like, I would have never met Autumn if I hadn't played Rampage when I was a kid. <laughs> I guess you make a good point. Uh, I'm usually filled with regret when I close my eyes, but I'll, mm-hmm. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, Lily, with the eye patch shows up, vaguely threatens Benjamin, uh, who draws an angel blade and then um, surprisingly Lily draws an angel blade and then it's time for a fight. Um, Lily stabs her, stabs Benjamin and Benjamin is able to like call out to her friends, which Lily was looking for. So she calls out to a variety of, of angels in the vicinity, uh, including Castiel. And then the redhead stabs her and walks away. Yes. So that's a, you know, it's a lot going on in that cold open. <laughs> it's a lot. The eye patch. What is it about an eye patch that just looks ridiculous, like all the time? This, like I know that's that's it's, shaming. It's ridiculous, but it's, I I agree it's ridiculous, and you know me. I also think it's extremely cool. Yes, yes, of course. It just there's something about there's something about it that just always looks weird to me, and I, I know that's probably kind of ableist to say. Like I'm sure that there's reasons to have an eye patch or whatever, but um, yeah, like it just it just always whenever I see like a person with an eye patch, I'm like, man, that's a it's a choice, but it's, it's, it's obviously it's, not. It's, it's, it's not a bold. choice at it's all. Bold. Like, what would be the That's other true. alternative? No. <laughs> well, you're usually seeing it in media. If you saw a person in real life, I'm sure you'd go, "Oh, that's because they have a reason to wear that." Um, one of my competitors, um, somehow got drunk and shot a firecracker in his eye, and so the next oh, no. like trade show that we that I saw him at, he was wearing an eye patch. And of course, I'd heard the story because everybody talks about the dumbass who shot a firecracker in his eye. But yeah. that's the first thing that I thought was like, "Man, that dude's a dumbass." <laughs> <laughs> You're like my age, dude. You should know not to fuck around with firecrackers. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on. Anyway, um, we go back over to we go back to Sam and Dean who are catching up. Um, Castiel has no leads on the Nephilim 
Mary is out chasing a shapeshifter in Atlanta. Dean is a little bit concerned, but you know, Sam makes the point of like, Hey, I don't think our mom is the stay at home and bake cookies type. Like she's going to get out there and do some shit. Um, Dean is also kind of angry at Castiel for killing Billy. And it's going to be kind of a subplot dude. The most of this episode of him being angry that Castiel has done this, but not really necessarily angry, just kind of frustrated because he's scared of the consequences of what Castiel did. It feels like this is a, well, to be completely honest, uh, Dean and Castiel 100% seem like a married couple in this, but um, (laughs) that's still a familial bond. So I'm still, I'm just going to say family. Um, this is a, a very, this, this hammers home a family relationship very well. Um, because if you're married to somebody or related to somebody, if you have a a big fight or a big disagreement, that doesn't mean that you just stop being in each other's lives. Now that's kind of what Sam and Dean have always done. Like every time something (laughs) big has happened, they act like they, like hate each other. Like screw you, I'll be at Dwayne's. (laughs) Yeah. They act like they're disgruntled coworkers rather than brothers sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, but for some reason, they like really nail that familial strife between Dean and Castiel, and that is because they're married, and yes. um, they uh, they bicker like an old married couple throughout this. Uh, this episode is heavy on the Destiel content. I think um, it's mm-hmm. it definitely feels like they are married, or at least in a relationship, with the way that they are um, kind of sniping at each other about this um, because they both believe that they have done the right thing, um, like. I don't think that Dean thinks Castiel did something wrong. He's just super worried about what Castiel did and is like taking that out on him and not really a a fair way, but Castiel is actually kind of standing up for himself on this, which is really unusual. He's not just being like, yes, Dean right away, Dean. He's, he's actually kind of like, no, no, this had to happen. Like I'll, and he kind of like fucks with him back a little bit. So it's just a really interesting push and pull that these two have. And of course, Sam is our third wheel as always, um, which he should be used to with his relationship with Rowena. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but just his eye rolls and his constant like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to put up with these two when you just kiss or fuck or get it. Just get whatever you got to get out of your system with each other because mm-hmm. Jesus Christ uh, is that's this is all really good. So. Yeah. Uh, well, so yeah, Cass is like, hey, I've been summoned, summoned an angel is begging for my help. We got to hit the road. Um the boys are tagging along. Sam insists they go with them. And then we get this awkward silent car ride, which, yeah, this is where um, Sam's trying to get in between them and they aren't budging on their sides that they've taken. And they also don't want to do small talk. Um, but now Castiel finally uh, starts to dig in, give some information about Benjamin, this angel who was very good friends with his female vessel. I guess that's a thing. Um, and he says that he, you know, Benjamin would never put his vessel in harm's way. That's why they're gamers. Um, <laughs> and that's Sorry. why that's why they get powder every, just... every, every, every home console since the NES <laughs> yeah. Benjamin has provided. <laughs> Which is why Cass is very concerned. Cause he's like, you know, Benjamin wouldn't call Benjamin's usually gaming. Um, Benjamin would never we... fight in front of an arcade, a pristine arcade edition of rampage. Are you kidding me? That's, a, that's a four player console with a th- 27 yeah. inch widescreen. You don't fuck around with those. Those are rare. Don't fuck around with that. Um, <laughs> so then we cut over to, uh, real quick, Lily. real quick. Um, mm-hmm. this, this whole conversation, cause it never comes back up again. Um, this, this thing about Benjamin and his vessel, uh, being like extremely friendly with one another. And like, Castiel kind of implies that they're in love with each other, although doesn't go so far to specifically specifically say that. I this has to be like them setting us up for something in the future, right? Like this has yeah, to be like a Lucifer vessel thing because it feels like so alien to 
the existing lore, which is like angels have to get permission. And then that other person is pretty much just like riding shotgun at that point that having this relationship and having it not be developed in the rest of the episode seemed really fucking bizarre to me. I wondered if they were just trying to illustrate human angel relationships, like in the, in the varied forms that they uh, take. Yeah, that could be it too. Yeah, um, I didn't think about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, who knows if this is, this is foreshadowing to something we're going to see later. It could be just a random motorcycle in a parking lot, but it you <laughs> know, know. shows up a couple, a couple, and they've, they've really have not spent a lot of time with this motorcycle. Like no. We saw Ketchup <laughs> riding around on it, but then when they meet Ketchup, they don't meet him on the motorcycle and Dean goes, oh, whoa. I mean, that episode might still come. Yes. Yeah. But it's just, anyway, let's I, not do it. I'm going to need Ketchup to take that motorcycle and like jump into a helicopter and like blow up a helicopter yeah. or something like for as much, for as much as you and I have built up this thing. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> The, um, um, all right, we're back over to. I keep, I kept writing Nadine. We kept back over to Lily. She's in her hotel room. She's chanting, and we're gonna find out she's chanting Enochian. Yes. Um, and then back over to the guys arriving at the crime scene. Um, Cass is kind of shook up by Benjamin's death. Dean finds an angel blade there. Castiel is able to identify that that didn't belong to Benjamin. So there's some angel on angel violence happening here. Um, and then we see Lily keying in i guess to castiel's angel radio she's able to to i guess track where he is Mm -hmm. and he seemingly can sense that because he says that they need to go yes or he can at least feel something's up yeah and we see her like pick up a picture of a child and like give it a little smooch smooch yeah Um, we see her pick up a a picture of her backstory (laughs) yeah a picture of her lore she carries around her lore with her in a really nice way it's really it's really gotta, frankly kind of nice like we can figure everything out by what's in your hotel room um more memento we're good to go yeah, we're good to go uh <laughs> this is jeremy's high school diploma it signifies yeah. <laughs> um he wrote a paragraph on the back of it <clears throat> cassiel explains to him that uh they need to go meet isham um who is another angel that used to run with their crew uh they these guys all like served together so isham was their commander and Benjamin and Castiel was were soldiers underneath him, and now um, like he is one of the other ones that got contacted. Uh, we get some kind of sniping in between Dean and Castiel, where Castiel's like, "I just don't want you to do anything stupid," and he's like, "If I plan on doing anything else stupid, I'll let you know." Um, but he makes Sam and Dean wait outside because Isham is no fa- Isham is no fan of humans. He doesn't really like them. Um, and there's two yeah. angels when he walks in. Isham and un- another angel that barely gets any speaking lines and is dead in like Maribel, five minutes. Maribel, I believe. Yeah, I sure. Him. Maribel. Oh man, <clears throat> what it? What, yeah, there's what some a clear name. animosity here. They they imply that Castiel, well, he left their battalion or whatever. Um, you know, he had a different vessel the last time he was here. So there's there's a there's a whole heck of a lot happening. But they don't seem to like him very much. They don't seem to like people very much. Um, and they tell him that their entire entire angel angel battalion is being picked off, and they are all that's left of it. They and they also blame him for uh, the angels being cast out of heaven and them not having their wings anymore. Um, they uh, also say that a bunch of angels are constantly sacrificing themselves for Castiel, and it's never Castiel sacrificing them. Like, um, just a bunch of like a bunch of stuff happened like like they're they're just they're just super mean to him um yeah eventually uh they stop talking they stop insulting him and then tell him about the other angels and this is where dean is fed up and he's like i'm gonna go in there sam follows him in and then for some reason 
I, I feel like the the play here would have been just to grab chairs from other tables and slide them up to the Mm-mm. booth. No, Mm-mm. that's not what happens, Chris. What do our Winchesters it's do? A, it's a small booth to begin with, mm-hmm. and barely a two seater. And the three of them just, or or Castiel sitting down, and Dean and Sam just pile pile into the into the booth. There, Sam's got those forty seven L's stretched out into the aisle because there's no way they're fitting under that booth. Hundred percent. And just the three huge men clamored into this tiny booth, and Dean's getting really mad as these guys talk shit to Cass. He's he's you know it's definitely one of those situations where I can talk about my my kid brother, but you can't. Um, or I can talk right. I can I can talk complain about my boyfriend, but you can't. Like it's one of those kind of things where he gets. He kind of bristles whenever Isham um, says anything. And Isham is not impressed with Sam and Dean. Uh, him and Maribel know who they are and are completely not impressed. Um, eventually, they, Isham says, like, hey, I have a safe house. Like, let's all go there. Um, and then, but like, before we do that, Mirabel, you need to go check outside to make sure these boys weren't followed. Castiel was clearly followed by them, even though they came together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she goes outside. She just walks around the corner to die. Um, and sure enough, <laughs> Uh, Lily is there, and she uh, she kills her. And the most like unclimat like just like like Mirabelle is looking over like into a stairway, and she's like, "Boop, you're dead." Yeah. <laughs> like it's got to go into stealth like, attack, like lit, like the bottom ten angel kills, right? Yeah, not not very triumphant, not very climactic. Just it's over. Um, so back inside, what's his name? Isham here keeps talking shit to Cass. Dean's getting angry about it. Um, dude's put an insane amount of sugar in his coffee. <laughs> um, Absolutely insane. This is like 1999 Jeremy at the Waffle House, like just pouring that fucking sugar in the coffee. Like that. <laughs> uh, so it's time to go outside and see that uh, to find Maribel's body. Because he's like, well, I sent her out back. So surely she's dead. Um, they go around the corner. Sure enough, they find her there. Um, Isham sees Lily and tries to like fry her with the you know hand on the forehead angel trick mm-hmm. uh, and it does not work Ooh. um he also gets like gets kind there, of scratched by her angel blade like not full on stabbed yes. but like scratched there's a wound i she gets a similar wound and i thought that they were mirror wounds mm-hmm. that it was like a actual connection thing but it, it wasn't yeah. it was no it was no plot there but i, I realized i've just been playing too many video games <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that only happens so in rampage Ca- 2 chris get it together yeah castiel seems to recognize lily mm-hmm. um but yes so okay hold on yeah, so she recognizes she, her so there's a she little want to hurt humans because sam and dean show up with their guns yeah and, they, and there's a little bit of a scuffle she uses um like this like blinding light, which everybody but Dean is smart enough to look away from, but Dean gets blinded very temporarily. Um and then she jumps into a fucking like Corvette convertible and like yeah. slams out of there. It's just fucking awesome. You go, Nadine. You're you're fucking you fucking rock. Yeah. Yeah. Um we all meet back up at Isham's safe house, and Isham isn't powerful enough to heal his own wound, so uh Castiel's gonna have to do it for him. But in the meantime, uh Castiel tells Sam and Dean all of the lore. And we get a flashback yeah. to uh, Arono, Maine in 1901, where we see Benjamin, Isham, um, Mirabelle. And there's, I'm just going to point this out now because like in the cafe, they had told her they had told Castiel like two other people had died. So as the four of mm-hmm. these people are like walking towards this house, like two other people just walk from out of frame yeah. and walk behind them and they're never named or shown again. It was really I, yeah. funny. I wonder if that was like an oversight. So they had to like add them in. Super um, funny to me. Um, yeah. 
Castiel is in a uh, woman's body here. He's not the same old cast we know and love because obviously um, Jimmy Neutron wasn't born back then. And uh, this is a previous Supernatural cast member. She was a vampire victim at some point along the way. Um, oh. Because I, I kind of liked the look of her. I thought they kind of nailed this look. Like it's, I don't know why I th- feel like Castiel would look like Jimmy Neutron at this point, but like she's very like Jimmy Neutron-ish. So I was like, I wonder what else mm-hmm. she's been in. And she's been in like nine things on IMDb and Supernatural is two of them. <laughs> so. Oh, well, okay. But they are here to uh, talk to Acobell. Um, yes. These names, man. God. Taco Bell's next, dude. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. Uh and Taco Bell meets him at the door, uh, but before before that, um, Ishin explains that Taco Bell has met a human, taken her for a wife, had a daughter who's a Nephilim, and as we all know, so I don't even have to explain it to anybody here, a wink, wink, Nephilims grow up yeah. to shake entire worlds and can kill an entire world. Like, who are you talking to, says Benjamin. We know this already. <laughs> we know this. Yeah, we we're know angels. We're your, yeah. we're, your, we're your squad. We came here yeah, with yeah. you to do this We're thing. caught up with the lore, ex- bro. Who are you talking to? He has to explain it to the other two who just walked in from off screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, Uncle so Exposition yeah, over s- here. <laughs> yeah, they have to set things right over here. Mm-hmm. Um, the So Taco Bell comes out. Um, and he's like, hey guys, you don't kill my family. Y'all need to get out of here now. I'm going to defend myself. He tells his wife, who we now see is Lily. Um, he tells her to, you know, to run away or whatever. Um, they capture Taco Bell. They read him his rights, essentially, and execute him yes. for, for crimes mm-hmm. against angel kind. Um, and it's important and to Isham note- Isham goes inside to kill the daughter. I think it's important to note that Isham, um- he makes Castiel read the judgment of Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. like bef- b- Castiel is barely finished and he's and uh, Isham stabs Taco Bell like right at the end. So he's the one carrying out the sentences, but like all of these people are sitting in judgment of this. Um, and then, yeah, Isham walks in and is like, I'm going to take care of this part myself. And you hear screaming on the inside and we come back to the present. Um, yes. Castiel insists that this was a horrific act, but absolutely necessary. We finally learn that Lily Sunder is named Lily Summer Sunder and that she kind of used her relationship with Taco Bell, much as I have in my life, to learn um, an excessive amount of apocalyptic literature, become fluent mm-hmm. in Enochian, um, and how to order the, I can't name a single thing <laughs> at Taco Bell. The Crunchwrap Supreme. How to, know, how to order the Crunchwrap Supreme without sour cream, so it's actually really, really good. That's like probably the last yes. thing I've ordered at a Taco Bell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've, I've never had Taco Bell in my life. Do you know how weak my stomach is? I've known since, since my earliest days of youth um, that <laughs> I can, I, I mean, I can barely handle regular fast food. Like, that is already bad enough, and I don't think Taco Bell is any worse than any other fast food in terms of quality of the food. But if it can destroy even strong stomached men, I know I don't stand a chance. Do you like, if you walk by a Taco Bell, like, does it feel like a, like a goose has walked over your grave? Do you get shivers? Do I get diarrhea? Yeah. Or do you get straight up diarrhea? That's a bummer. <laughs> uh, I'm like a vampire who like can't cross rivers. Like I can't cross a Taco Bell. <laughs> um, so they kill this dude. Uh, oh, we're back in the present, and then we're explaining that. Yeah, where uh, are we? <laughs> so they explain that, uh, and, and Isham says, like, she must have made a demonic pact to uh, stay this young and to stay this strong. So she, she's super evil, and we got to go kill her. And Samadine's like, hold up. She obviously doesn't want to kill humans. So, like, why don't we go and reason with her and figure out if we can just work this out? Like, maybe if we explain what's happening. And there's a bit of an argument going back and forth about whether or not she could be reasoned with and Castiel kind of takes it personally of like, well, do you think I did this? Like this was just my job kind of thing. 
Um, but it all gets worked out pretty pretty quickly and easily. Like it's all mm-hmm. it's all pretty breezy throughout these conversations. Yeah, it's not it it, it it crops up and then it's just gone. I was expecting like Cast and Sam to get a little argument here, but it doesn't really go anywhere. It, it, it like um, almost happens, right? Like I was like, is this yeah. about to are they about to like start yelling at each other? This is weird energy and like it doesn't and go anywhere. They're Dean just tries like, to diffuse it. He's like, That's not what he's saying, Cass. All right. Um, yeah. Shut up, Sam. <laughs> so we we cut over to Lily and she has like the same wound that uh Isham has, mm-hmm. and that's why I thought there was some sort of it doesn't matter. She's just a similar wound. She uses Enochian magic or just magic, we don't know what it is, to heal herself. Um, and then we see Cass treating Isham in the same way, and um, it really takes the strength out of Castiel as he does this. Um, and there's conversation here from Isham where he says, you know, mm-hmm. why do you let the Winchesters talk to, talk down to you? Like, that you're so much less than you were. And Castiel's like, no, no, my friendship with Sam and Dean has made me come, uh, way more stronger than I used to be. Yeah. <clears throat> How did he loves those sweet boys? He loves those sweet boys. Sam and Dean just find Lily in the next scene. Like, there's no, they don't even faint at like looking Sam at traffic cameras. How he, found it. he got her license plate, which they told us. Uh, Dean asks after he got blinded, Did you get her plate? And Sam goes, Yes. <laughs> oh, I guess they do explain that, that. Doesn't Dean and then say he something? Says that he yeah. like called the rental company, said it was involved in an FBI investigation, and they gave her the, the name, and then he searched the name. And then, <laughs> so Dean says, like, Did you get the, the, the info? Sam says yes, but explains it all. And then Dean just goes, you could have just said yes. <laughs> Sam's like, fine. Yes. All right. Fine. Look, just because you're mad as your boyfriend doesn't mean you should be mad at me. Yeah. Um, everything's a little bristly at first. Uh, and then, but eventually they, they start talking and Lily tells the, uh, the real story, um, which is that the angels came that day. Taco Bell told her to take May, who was the daughter of run. But before she had a chance to, Isham stopped her. Um, Isham and, Lily had a relationship before Taco Bell was, was in the picture and Isham, she dropped Isham because he was obsessed with her. And he says, yeah. you just, I you think were- she had like a, he was giving her like a, not abilities, but knowledge, I guess, yes. because she was doing mm-hmm. research on this stuff. And then he became obsessed with her, fell in love with her or whatever. But I don't know if they actually had a relationship from his perspective. They certainly did from her perspective. I don't know if they did. Um, also in all this, it's revealed that uh, Taco Bell is not the father. Nope. But this is just her her daughter from her previous husband. Girl gets around. And, um, it's okay. It's fine to yeah. have multiple partners. N- not a Nephilim, just nah. a regular human girl. Yes. Um. And Isham specifically says, like, like I'm not gonna, I'm not here to kill you. I'm gonna break break your heart like you did me, and then kills the daughter in front of her. Um, yeah. This is so a Taco weird. Bell, she tells them. She tells them Taco Bell was was the stepdad, and Sam is like, I can relate. I, I can relate. I've been as there. A, I've been there. As a stepfather myself, I know how hard Have it is you... it could be getting through to your partner's child. Do you know Crowley, the dean of hell? Because that's my stepson, and he, boy, let me that's... tell you, unruly, tell you. unruly. That Moose. child. Can you believe that? Unbelievable nicknames from that guy. I put a roof over his head, and the nicknames that he gives me, I swear to God. Um, Jokes aside, this is all pretty dark. This is very dark. I do want to point out um, the the actress playing Lily Sunder is Alicia Witt, and uh, Alicia Witt is very very cool. Like she was, she's been on tons of stuff. I, I know her from Justified. Um, she's a really fucking solid actress. During this, uh, your I'm killing your child thing. 
Um, Isham like has her floating in the air in the corniest special effects we have seen on Supernatural in <laughs> a long time. She's like kind of waving her arms back and forth and yelling like uh, I don't yeah I don't yeah. know like some weird like tortured Kirby kind of thing happening here. I just I don't whatever just, they described to her was like okay so this is what's happening to you and she's like okay I, I'll try to work with that <laughs> <She's> just, <laughs> you know <laughs> what we'll just blame it on the description don't blame it on the actress exactly because she she kills it later um and she she does a, a wonderful job later but like right here it just seems so kind of cheesy but you're right it is very 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 dark and of course now we have a weakened castiel hanging out with isham who has uh you know motives and and secret plans yeah. he just killed this woman's daughter out of spite he mm-hmm. set this whole thing up out of spite mm-hmm. she liked a different angel pretty fucked up um so the boys are horrified to hear this Dean is like, can we just step aside for a second? And they step 1.5 feet away from her. <laughs> one step. One solid. And they say, hey, do you think we should verify this story? So he tries to call Castiel. And he's like, well, I better go back and check because I'm not sure he's with Isham. She's like, just, I'm here. I can hear you. So if you yeah, just want to go I'm, do that. I'm literally cool. right here. It's okay. Like, it's no big deal. Um, you didn't even bother to, to move more than three feet away. Um, not even a single yard from me. But um, okay. So yeah, Dean, Dean is going to go check on Cass. And the, you know the plot reason? him not answering his phone is just oh i guess i lost it like there's there's nothing he's calling castiel who won't answer the phone uh-huh. and then there's a scene later with Cass sitting there talking to isham and isham go and he says oh where's my phone isham says you should be more careful with your things that's it i thought that that's implied it. that isham stole the phone from castiel to prevent this from happening perhaps <laughs> perhaps you're so you what, what you were saying happened is that castiel just straight up lost his phone like just set uh-huh. it down somewhere it was like oh i got it i didn't just walked away from they've it. been in they've been in a scuffle you know this he's been in a in a marital spat he's got a lot to he's, deal with he's got a lot on his mind he's a little distracted like maybe he left the nextel back at the back at the at the yeah. diner like you don't know you don't know yeah. where the phone is interesting know. i didn't, simply don't did not see this angle um this leaves sam and lily to bond a little bit um and he says you know you you waited so long to get revenge like why why is it taking you almost 100 years to do this and she says well i couldn't necessarily hunt angels until they lost their wings and you know it was it took me this long to really get a hold of these powers and he's like yeah this all of this dark magic and she's like oh absolutely not like i'm using enochian magic uh, but the problem with the Nokian magic is that every time I use it, it burns a piece of my soul off. And like, yeah. and at the end, and Sam's like, no, 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 fucked and killed the town. I know, I know exactly where you're going with this. Yeah. No big NBD. I, I've been there. Now I'm on the other I'm side the of it. I'm the one dude who knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to want to put all of that in Castiel. Don't, it's going to sound weird when I say it this way, but you're going to be fine. I promise you. Yeah, you're going to be fine. Um, I, you know, this is some new lore to just oh, yeah. on us. A Nokian magic, but I gotta say, I was very cool with it, and the price you pay for using it really worked for me. me that ex- surely explains why nobody else knows a Nokian magic other than angels. This one researcher who was an apocalyptic researcher, some she's something like that mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. 1901. Like she's got some good shit that she's been studying, and she had the help of an angel who was obsessed with her, so she was able to access this this magic and this language, and uh the 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 price of of a piece of her soul and i guess her eye too also um yeah the, she just pointed at it yeah like the, that the, was part of it the implication is that she's losing her soul through her eye i guess like every time i use it a piece of a yeah. piece of soul comes out of my left eye and just plops on the ground in front of me and then dissolves it's really fucking it's gross it's really <laughs> it's tough and it smells 
awful. I thought my soul would smell like, like flowers, but no. <laughs> it smells like burned eyeball, turns out. Uh, <laughs> very weird. Um, yeah, I'm I'm cool with this lore drop. I think it, it works. This magic system, if you will, it works. And it would explain why it's something that nobody really uses, mm-hmm. but also why she is. Uh, she's very special, but there is a there's a timeline. There's a time limit to, to really how much she could use this stuff. I am. Um... And and they use this a great purpose in the scene too, because Sam is like, you know, she she basically tells Sam like, hey, I knew when I told Dean all of this that when he goes to confront Ishram with this story, Ishram's just gonna kill him, and that will put you on my side so that we can go mm-hmm. kill Ishram together. Like that's my whole long term plan. Like I am willing. And this is something that I have the patience for, and that like has lost enough of her soul to send this nobody's going to call Dean Winchester innocent at this point, but like a brand right. new person. She doesn't know Unrelated. Dean Winchester. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some this rando. Is just like, this is just like Sam letting Dean get turned into a vampire. Exactly. So yeah. Nest. What a cool you know, callback. This, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. She's just willing to do this because she doesn't feel anything about it. So like, why not? Um, and I wonder, it's like when she runs out of soul, does she run out of magic? You know, are they, are they tied together like that? Yeah. Just, just a thought. I, th- I assume so. I would assume so as well. Like, I, I, like whatever is keeping her alive too would probably die at that point too. So, like, she's really got to ration these spells. Um, yeah. Dean um, shows up, tells Cass about Lily's daughter. Um, Isham shows up and is like, "Hey, you're a liar." Um, Isham spends like a lot of time running Dean down and Castiel down, and then it's time for a fight. Uh, Dean gets knocked into the wall immediately. Uh, Isram like starts pounding on Castiel. Dean is able to kind of wake himself up and starts uh, doing an angel expelling rune. Um, And then Isram has this whole thing about you have to cure Kaz's human weakness by cutting it out and says he's going to go kill Dean. Um, Sasuke Uchiha over here. Yeah. Kill all my friends in order to be strong. You get that reference. I get that Um, reference. I sure do. It's it's a good reference. It's very funny that Isham tries to... Clack, 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 (laughs) clack. It's funny that he tries to like get Castiel to turn on Dean, which is like it, it it neither of them even bats an eye. No, not at all. <laughs> like that like there is not a prayer in the world that that's gonna happen. Isham has no idea the depths <laughs> that he is in right now. Um uh, but yeah, Dean can't do his angel sigil. He he cause it would blast Castiel away. Castiel, who was extremely weak from just using all of his power to heal this bad douchebag, uh, who's now at full power. So if Dean blasts him away. It's just going to knock Isham somewhere else, and it's going to cast Castiel out as well, except it might end up really doing some serious damage to him. So Dean is not able to do it. Yeah, he he puts his hand down, but that's okay, because Lily shows up, and it's time for more knife fights. Um, really got to respect the choreography on this. I was having a lot of fun with this Angel Blade fight. Mm-hmm. Doing a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Sam and Dean are trying to help too, but he manages to, Isham manages to knock them both to the ground. Um lily takes off her eye patch which is how you know shit gets real yeah and yeah. uh basically starts using all of this angel magic to uh hold ishram against a wall but he's starting to overpower her and walk away from it as they're kind of yelling at each other doing this like angel magic uh standoff and right as he's about to get close enough to stab her castiel shows up and stabs him in the back for the second episode in the row castiel yep. is there with the backstab yep he's got it you gotta do what you gotta do um, this feel this feels like good. Like a, a lot of times, yeah. like the ends of these fights, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess so, or whatever. But like this feel, everybody help, 
Yeah, but, um, everybody helps. Yeah. <laughs> everybody got everyone gets a participation prize for this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good job, good boys um, and Lily. And then Castiel gives like a really heartfelt apology, and he's like, "Hey, I didn't know the terrible thing that we were doing. I mean, I didn't know how terrible the terrible thing we were doing was, but ignorance does not make it okay. Uh, I'm very sorry, and if you still want to get revenge, then." I will be waiting. Like, oh, there, there you go. Like you, I can't, I can't deny you how you feel. Um, I just thought it was really very well said by Castiel. Um, she just says thank you and leaves. The um apology here is significant in my mind because uh over the last like few years as uh Me Too culture has has been growing and we see these stories from from women about abusers and, and not just women but men as well um we, we see these stories about abusers come out and you know they issue an apology and a lot of times these apologies that do people write are just completely not apologies right like i'm sorry for the way i made you feel i'm sorry if you feel that way that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and i was really impressed with this because castiel kind of sidestep all of that of like yeah this is me i i, I can't imagine being in your position i'm so sorry i there is no excuse in the world like and i am at your mercy for forgiveness like or revenge either one and like puts himself out there in a way that like you can see that dean and sam are both like bro are you sure <laughs> like are you mm-hmm. are you 100 percent on this and he is and it's it's just very it's very castiel just to commit this way yeah um i really liked it this is a strong castiel episode um like i said the the familial ties the way that that all comes out between him and sam and dean um and just him as an angel with a past sometimes they make the angel stuff just really trite and silly but this it just feels like it works it it's i don't know it all just kind of comes together very well and and castiel really owning everything even though he wasn't directly responsible for the awful things that happened he was still part of it and the way Mm -hmm. that he owns it is um it's very respectable and um I like Lily. I like Castiel. Me too. I hope that we get to see her again. I don't know if we will, but um, I um, it's, it's I, I really expected with the scene in 1901 where Castiel is reading the judgment, but Ishram is the one that like jumps in with the kill that we were going to see like, well, I'm not the one. Like I didn't. It wasn't really me. Yeah, like I was yeah. just there to do like that kind of stuff, and they completely sidestepped that. And I just I just did not expect them to deal with that as head on as they did. And like like you said, it was just very respectable from Castiel. Um, yep. and Dean thinks so too, because he says that Castiel earned a beer, <laughs> which makes me <laughs> normally he doesn't like cast drink. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what else does Castiel have to do to get a beer? Cause Jesus Christ, yeah. a lot, a, a lot. lot, a lot of act, acts of contrition over here. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just, you know, they get back Dean now finally kind of comes out and he says, Castiel, I'm not mad at you for doing the thing that you did to save us. I'm just incredibly worried about the implications of that because Billy said there was going to be a cosmic consequence if we broke this deal. Uh, Castiel says he does not regret what he did. Um, but, you know, they will have to just be prepared for whatever happens. And also, hey, this isn't just an, a normal child of an angel. This is the child of an archangel that we are now going to have to try and deal with. Uh, not only an archangel, but Lucifer himself. So they, they, like, they leave us with this, this plot, you know, moving forward right in our laps as we end the episode. Yeah. Um, which I'm okay with. Like this, like you know, yeah, obviously yeah. that we we were dealing with a nephilim in the past. Like we were gonna need to talk about the the nephilim in our future. I'm um, I 
I'm still just dreading the point where we're going to have to deal with this baby at all. <laughs> like yeah. babies in TV shows hardly ever work out. Like I remember uh, back in the day we used to watch modern family and um, one of the, one of the couples had a baby and then like the next season, the baby was just four and everybody else was the same age because yeah. it's TV yeah. and who cares? <laughs> like they could just do that. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm just not looking forward to any of that stuff. Just, and I hope that they handle it well. We're about halfway through the season, well, so we'll we'll definitely see. But um, overall, this episode was really fucking great. Like Lily Sunder was such a cool character. Angel lore got expanded a lot. Like the weird relationship with your vessel. Humans can do angel magic if they want to, but they sacrifice their soul. Like all of that stuff is really good to me. And then what a great performance between Castiel and Dean, and also Sam a little bit less so, but also Sam just with this like we're going to have this fight underneath everything else that we're doing, this really important thing mm-hmm. that we're doing and just like really, really solid, like really great. Yeah. They, like I said, at the beginning, it's like they managed to do this relationship work that they sometimes fail to do with Sam and Dean or they fail to get it right. Or like, I don't know. It's, it just, it, it worked. It worked so well. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them on this one. It's good stuff, Chris. Good stuff. It's good stuff. You have any, any last things that you want to talk about? No, that was fun. Good deal. I liked it too. Thank you everybody for listening. We very much appreciate it. Thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Reminder that you can start getting uh, not only all of the exclusive content that we've done previous to this about such things as witchers and star Wars. Did we do a star Wars thing? It feels like we did a star Wars. We did. Thing. I yeah, think yeah. that's public. I okay. don't remember. Who cares? Who knows? We have we've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, Cowboy yeah. Bebop. Cowboy we did Bebop, that entire show. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good show. Um, but we, we're also doing, uh, Rift tracks slash DVD commentary on the original season one episodes of Supernatural, so you can go get all that stuff. Um, thank you to everybody leaving reviews. We've had like a weird surge of Twitter tweet pe- Twitter people talking to us and and yeah. things and all of that stuff is super gratifying. So very much appreciate you there. Um, shout outs to everybody on social media that's that's been hollering at us. We, we love you. We'll be back next week with another episode of Supernatural teased by Dean loses his memory. called regarding Dean, so that's probably like okay. that's going to be a little heavy if, if they're yeah. if they're going to make that reference that direct i'm, I'm expecting some Certainly. tears yeah <clears throat> cool Ooh, i'm i'm warm my friend Let yeah it's 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 not like cool here Ready to go back into my bedroom where I have air conditioning. Crank that air conditioning. Yeah. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Chris. It's the end of the workday, sir. Uh, oh, well, hold on. I didn't log out of work yet. <laughs> it's just the beginning of the workday. Now's the time to put in the real work. Just give me one second, sorry. Oh, I'm sweating again. I was dripping.
I was like, I was in a sauna earlier this morning. It was rough. Mm. The humidity just won't, won't go away. Dude, I woke up this morning and so put on bad. a long sleeve shirt in my bedroom because I was chilly. That was a foolhardy move. Doesn't seem doesn't seem like the way. <laughs> no, no. All right, good to go. We have we had a hurricane in the Gulf last weekend. Nowhere near me. Um, but we have a another tropical storm in the Gulf that will that will be in the Gulf by this weekend. Um, that also looks like it's going to miss me unless some weird shit happens in the next couple of days. But uh, it just means that. Like it's just throwing off thunderstorms, and I live close enough to the Gulf that we just catch all of that. So it's just ninety-seven degrees outside, and like, and then all of a sudden it'll rain for fifteen minutes, and then go immediately back to ninety-seven degrees, and it's miserable. Yeah, and of course it doesn't like cool anything down. It's just pain in the ass. Doesn't doesn't cool anything down whatsoever. It's really annoying. How you been? How's your weekend? All right. Uh, it was a well, long time ago. I it's Thursday, <laughs> so I guess that's a yeah. wrong question. I think it was. I think it was good. Uh, how many times have I answered the question in that format? I feel like I always say I think it was. I good. think it was okay. Yeah, it seems like it was yeah, fine. It was, a long, it was a long time ago. Kevin's mom is in Ghost of Tsushima. Wild. Linda Tran. Uh, yep. Didn't notice that at all. I just didn't know. I mean, I felt like I vaguely should play a character named Masako. Masako? Something like that. Sorry. Um, plays that character. And she felt vaguely familiar, but I wasn't sure. Um, and it's a video game. And, you know, we're, we're just doing samurai things. So I don't have time to, to stop and, and think about it. Is she? Uh, and um, then she tweeted about it. I was like, oh. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I was going to ask if she was, like, face modeled in the game or if she was just lending her. She is. Yeah, she actually okay. is. As soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, my God, that's totally her. She wears, like, a headband and she has different hair. Um, but it's now that I realize it, it's much better. Um, nice. She's like one of the main characters. Oh, that's cool. Glad that she's yeah. still acting. She, she's got a big role. She was a um really really solid supporting character on Supernatural. I really liked her her entire arc. Yeah. And then I really liked that she left the show just by stealing Kevin's ghost and leaving. Yeah, she's still alive, right? She didn't have yeah. to die. <laughs> she she didn't die. She she survived with her son's ghost and like went to probably make her the son's ghost go to college. So yeah, wow. Incredibly rare that that happens. Um, it's been a while since recorded, but I finished Merlin. Yeah, you did. Yep. And uh, um, how was that? I um, we had a, a lot of people talking to us about how much they hated the ending on Twitter, but like when we first started talking about it, and um, I could not disagree anymore. I loved the ending. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. As soon as everyone started, I started seeing lots of tweets. I was like, oh, all right, I know what happens now. So the ending of Merlin is basically spoiled. Really? That's like, okay. Maybe seriously? Pre- I I have a pretty I have a pretty strong idea of what happens. Based I tried to be I tried to be extremely the, circumspect because I would have felt re- I feel real bad if if that would be. You didn't say anything. You said I'm 100 percent satisfied, and I was like, oh hell yeah, um, <laughs> hell yeah, bro. Uh, I told Jess I was like, Jeremy just finished it, and he like he 100 percent liked, it. and she was like, oh good, like we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> uh, and then everybody was tweeting and tweeting us, and then I was seeing stuff in Discord, so I deleted Twitter and Discord from my phone. What? I was like, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, I didn't want to get it ruined. It, it basically already did. It is what it is. But I um, I'll be curious if if whatever you think it is happening right now is the actual ending. I don't even want to talk about it besides to say that I like it because I feel like any mm-hmm. oblique reference would just be like hurting you towards the truth in a in, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I, I don't want to do that. But um, I will say that um, obviously like that budget and the the quality of that show increased over the five seasons. Uh-huh. Um, 
the fifth season was like from a technical perspective probably its best season ever like there's lots of like weird interplay with shadows they do some they do some wild shit out of the lore that I was not expecting that made me like literally yell at my television several times um but despite all that technical stuff and I, I fucking loved all that stuff it was really good I was not as like super into the overarching plot um, I had, and I think that was just me building up in my mind. Like I thought, mm-hmm. cause you had mentioned when we first started like, Oh yeah, they, they wanted to end the show. So they wrote this ending. So I was expecting like, here's 13 episodes with a beginning, middle and end, right? Like this is going to be a big thing. Yeah. And it really didn't feel like that. Like I would, I remember remarking in the discord, like three or four episodes in like, or maybe even far, further, maybe five or six where I was like, this doesn't like feel like a last season of everything. This feels like more like this feels like middle, like middle of supernatural kind of tier stuff. Um, And it's still good. Don't get me wrong. I think I just built that expectation up in my head. Uh, But yeah, we decided to get to it regardless. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. We, uh, we got a bunch of people in discord got together and uh, they were all in voice chat, uh, which I can't, I can't, I can't do like, I can't have 18 people in my ear when we're trying to watch a TV show. But uh, yeah, I was in the text chat and we were having a good time. Um, but after it, they were, they all hung out in the voice chat and I joined in and we, we started talking about conspiracy theories. Autumn found a, a, a live journal entry from 2014 <laughs> that had a conspiracy oh theory about Merlin. <laughs> oh my so, God. So we had a, we had a lot of fun with that. We had a good time with that. That's Merlin. good. Yeah. Good. What's the what's the next show? Has anyone decided yet? No, I think there was some talk. Uh, uh, this happened so organically that like, I think anybody like literally saying like let's watch X Files or let's do Cursed mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like I don't know that it's gonna have um, the pull of of everything. Like I think like it's gonna take a couple. It's gonna take someone being like yo this is this is the thing and and like another person trying it out and going yo this is the thing. Yeah, but yeah. honestly, you're just a trendsetter, Chris. Like it's gonna take you doing something. Yeah. Like. Well, <laughs> we're all going to watch. We're all going to start watching Twin Peaks just yeah. because you and Jess have, and then you're not going to finish season three, and we're going to be watching fucking you know the yep. movies. Yep. So I'm slow at watching TV. I just bought Firewalk with me. I haven't seen that the Twin Peaks movie. Um, I haven't seen that since I was like I don't know 21 or something. And when me and my buddy watched Twin Peaks, like the first season, and then like half of season two, the good the good half, we watched it all really quick. Because we, we got super into it. And then immediately like fell off of it when season two starts to not have David Lynch involved. And it becomes just like a weird, silly story about a small town when that's not really supposed to be what, what Twin Peaks is about. Um, so that took us. We went from like a month period of watching everything to like maybe six months it took us to finish season two. Just like randomly hanging out, putting on an episode. So then by the time that we watched Firewalk with me, I was like, I don't remember what any of this is in reference to. Why is David Bowie in this movie? Why is David Bowie there? So now watching it, having a much better understanding of just television, of David Lynch, of of media, of uh, a whole lot of things. It's a lot more rewarding to watch this show. Um, I didn't appreciate it as much. I mean, I liked it when I watched it, but I didn't appreciate it as much as I I feel like I do now. so I'm excited to get into conspiracy theories about that once I finally finish everything because I know the return everybody like worships that and like um I'm very very excited for that. I used to get uh real heavy into Twin Peaks conspiracy theories and like um this was you know early 2000s so uh you know uh, weird forums and and things like weird websites and things like that that you could go and like find people who were who had been dedicated to the show for years already like mm-hmm. this is early internet stuff but like they had been on this shit for a long time. And um, when the return came out, 
like I felt like I felt a calling, like a pull to do that, to be like jumping onto some message boards. But every time I did, it was just people talking about it in a way that wanted to solve it. And I, yeah, I just kind of like it just, it didn't put me off the show, thankfully, but it put me off of like wanting to seek out fan theories or whatever, because Mm -hmm. the, the return is such a, even compared to like the wildest Twin Peak episodes, it's such like an artistic thing more than it is mm-hmm. anything else that it, like I, I just, I just wanted to experience it and not have, and not be like, well, what does this mean for Audrey <laughs> or yeah. anything like that? Like, even yeah. in it? Um, I guess that would be a spoiler, but like, like not really. No, <laughs> no I just assumed the actress just wasn't in it. Cause I was looking at the cast a while ago, but, um, yeah, that's a that's a show you want to question, but not a not a show you want to answer. If that makes sense, exactly. Yeah, um, like that's it's a fun show to have all those ideas and theories, but not to be like, nope, this is what it is. We have um, me and you were talking earlier. Like, I think we both had that experience of having a group of people or like a bro to to watch a show with, and like like doing that with Twin Peaks, and then immediately going out and having like tacos or something, and being like, uh-huh. bro, what do you think about this? We we didn't say bro back then, <laughs> but like, yo, like what's what's up. <laughs> Um, and that was the experience that I was looking for with, um, the return. And I got that a little bit, like I reconnected with one of my Twin Peaks dudes during the return. <laughs> like we would call each other, uh, cause he lives in New York now. Um, but, but, but like, it just wasn't like, I just, it's not a message board fodder kind of show for me. So I just, mm-hmm. I just didn't, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm just gonna, I, I got to power through. Like I was somewhere in season two with the deep, with the Blu-rays. So I just got to power through and, and figure out where I left off and, and watch a bunch of them. Yeah. Just skip the Wyndham Earl stuff. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Wyndham <the> Earl. <laughs> James traveling around, hooking up with MILFs. <laughs> we don't need it. <laughs> On that motorcycle. Uh. Uh, I, I should, what I should have done, because everybody is like, yo, James sucks. Like, James is the worst character in the show. Um, I should have just from the beginning convinced Jess, like, James is actually the best character in the show. Like, no, 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 no you, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just she'll be continuously waiting to be like, when does James get good, Chris? <laughs> Promising a lot. I will say, uh, his all of his stuff in the return is is super good. There's there's some stuff in, there's bet. some James stuff in there that I was like I remember looking at Autumn like I can't believe that like I'm fucking clapping and hollering about James right now. This yeah. is ridiculous. Like after I remember after all thinking of this. he was like the biggest weenie when I watched it the first time. Oh yeah. Watching it now, I'm like, okay. Because in my head, I built up and I was like, just get ready for this. He's the worst. I mean, he is kind of the worst, but he's just like an emo teenager. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not any worse than that. It's and he falls in love with every woman. he Every meets. single person. He's like a little Sam Winchester. <laughs> like, if Sam yeah. Winchester was just a normal dude and not. Well, I mean, not to say that dude's not handsome, but he's he's like he's not. He's not on this. He's not on that level. He's not. Of the scale. He's not hunk handsome. He's just yeah. he's just handsome. Um, he just has that, and he has that pouting look constantly. Like there's no, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no aspect, there's no other aspect to James besides him falling in love with people and being pouty about it. Like, falling that's in it. love with anybody who who even remotely smells like Laura Palmer. <laughs> Dude, the uh, the th- the picture you sent me that said Harry S. Truman, Sheriff Truman had a picture of Harry Truman in his office. That fucking slayed yeah. me. I had never noticed that before. So fucking like, funny. God, I never dude. noticed it either. And I knew that was like his name. I'm like, that isn't that funny that he's just named after him? Um. And then it was just a random scene. I was like, that's fucking Harry Truman in the background. And I Googled Harry Truman. I was like, just to confirm that was a <laughs> photo of him. That's and so it good. was. <laughs> there's a fish in the park. There's so many random. Oh, God. Um, there's so many weird naming things in that. Like the horns. Ben yeah. and Jerry. Ben and Jerry. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. What else do we got? Well, we got we got Mike and Bob. And then we have uh, Mike and Bob. Yeah. <laughs> two, two separate characters with the same names. 
the uh, part of the crew that I uh, ran with back then was a set of triplets, and they were John, Mike, and Bob. So we had a lot of fun with Mike and Bob when we were watching Twin Peaks because John was actually the dude that was as into Twin Peaks as I was. So, oh, yeah, was, we had we had a lot of we made a lot of hay with it, which is something that mm-hmm. definitely teenagers used to definitely say still. So. I didn't know that the, I mean, TV was obviously far different in 1990, but um, I didn't know that the pilot was essentially unavailable. Yeah. For a, a very a long, long time. time. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. If you didn't watch it back then, or if you didn't have it, like, taped, you couldn't buy it or anything like that. And also, they made an international version, which I see is on the special features of the Blu-ray, but I haven't seen it. Um, the international version is just a movie with an ending. Yes. Mm-hmm. They, like, solve it. And, like, that's that's very wild. Um, also, yeah. the, the Blu-rays have some stuff that I guess, uh, I don't remember now if it aired, like, in bet- like interstitially between episodes, or if this was, like a commercial for it but they've got like these lengthy sequences before the episodes where it's just the log lady sitting with her log and talking to the screen about like <laughs> fucking conspiracy theory stuff and it is brilliant it is brilliant like i wanted to record i probably have some on my phone um that i can send you because i remember recording it for my twin peaks but being like have you fucking seen this this is insane yeah. <laughs> um funny. but yeah like that's that that stuff is is it is super good like all of the all of the horn stuff is is really really fun like the just the craziness when that dude brings a baguette back and they're fucking just yeah. hamming it up over that baguette. Yeah, they love it. They love yeah. that baguette so much. It's good stuff. It's so it's, it's unbelievable. I wish more shows did more like interstitial stuff like that, like the log lady talking to the camera. Mm-hmm. I know it's not that practical, but if Supernatural just had like B plots that were like in between commercial breaks, like where Castiel is like trying to open a bottle and he with doesn't have a bottle opener, like just some stupid shit like that. Like I'd watch Castiel do that for two and a half minutes you know like cut between the rest of the main episode yeah like manga always does that like Mm -hmm. um i guess i mean a lot of them do bleach bleach is one of my favorites but like in between all like the actual chapters well they're off in the you know soul dimension fighting ghost samurai or whatever they'll be like oh back in like back in the normal world there's just like these little one page usually one one sketch stories being told in between the chapters and always like builds to something that i find very funny and i just wish that that like could be interjected into other kinds of media it's the perfect kind of break in between big stuff i wish um not wish but i remember liking all that stuff it's not quite the same but like the end of the episodes for cowboy bebop where they would do like specific Mm -hmm. voice acting for like the next episode and like poems and things like that but um also think it like we we were watching the new series of twin peaks not twin peaks uh twilight zone and Mm -hmm. and you know Jordan Peele just comes out and starts talking at the audience after some crazy shit happens. And like, just remembering like, um, I can't remember the show. Like this had to be some like horror anthology thing where like a dude was just in a high backed chair drinking, sniffing some brandy and talking about horror stuff. Right. Like and they, they would <laughs> yeah. show like three different short stories or, or whatever, just any of that interstitial stuff to like, you know, this is what's really happening kind of thing. It was, it was always really, really good to me. I'd love to like a whole episode of Supernatural for like that, where it's just like Castiel, like basically being there and narrating the episode kind of, I guess like yeah. it'd be a weirdly yeah. written, but I would kind of be here for it. We've, they've definitely done stuff. They must've done stuff where they're telling stories as they had previously happened. But yeah, the, the way that I would want it is cast talking to the audience, telling some story about the Winchesters. Watch this be the finale. That's how they end Yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> or watch this having already happened in like season 13. And everyone who's listening yeah, right now was yeah. like, what the fuck, Chris and Jeremy? You should know, you know this. I went, I went to watch the episode for this and we were on season one because you and I have been watching those episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to season 10 looking for the episode that we were on. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? When, when did I watch all of these? And then I realized we haven't been on season 10 for like six months. More than that. 
corn brain. That was like a year ago. Yeah, dude. Man, season 10. What even, like, what happened in season eight? (laughs) What was season eight about? Season eight. God trials. Is that what it is? God trials? Okay, cool. Um, I mean, that's some of it. I don't know what else is going on. I remember they have to kill the um invisible hellhound that's like the main yeah. thing that sticks with out the, to with me. the with the dorky ass glasses i remember that yeah yeah Spitting that blood. episode always sticks yeah. out to me i like that episode a lot you want to you want to talk Season... about some supernatural yeah <laughs> let's do it let's just talk about it let's talk about it officially <laughs> <laughs>